Hello and welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser. My name is Lucas Maxwell and I am the librarian here at Glenthorne High School. I uh, hope everybody's <clears throat> doing okay. Uh, I uh, This is a podcast for your school library or public library. And I'm just going to give out ideas that I think work well and hopefully are helpful to you. Um, today I'm going to talk about three different activities that I've been doing or going to do in the library and uh yeah i hope they're they're helpful the first idea is they're very straightforward and pretty basic um the first one is uh i give put students in library lessons so they come in every every two weeks for a library lesson year seven eight and nine and they sit around the table uh tables there's about four or five students per table and that's pretty uh, makes it very easy. I can then make about eight groups, roughly. Uh, you know, maybe some groups have three, some four, but in, in general, we have about 30 kids in a class, so uh, between five to eight tables, uh, four or five kids per table. So they're each in groups. Um, I then have, uh, give each table uh, one book, and this last few weeks have been books from our book award so we have uh, six books in our book award I have multiple copies of each book so I'm getting them introducing them uh, to the books and so we have six books and in March so we'll whittle it down to one book I do have a whole podcast on how I run the book award so I won't go through all that um, so what we do is each table is given one book and it's all about first impressions so uh, each table is then given two minutes, maybe three minutes, to uh, pass the book around, look at the cover, uh, jot down the name of the title, the author, of course, kind of rate the cover. Um, I think I'm going to make a, like an actual sheet to do this, but I just gave him scrap paper and said give it a market of five or ten if he wanted to. I kind of left it really open. Uh, I might make it a bit more. I think they they would have appreciated more of a structured system. But I can't, I in my head I'm like, oh, they want to be, they want to have freedom to choose. But what you find in uh, in schools, in my opinion, is that there's everything so rigid normally that when they when they come across an opportunity or an event where it's not rigid, they kind of get lost a little bit. I've had that happen with. Um, I did a book tasting. Uh, event where the students walked around and they had it was like musical chairs without any illumination and they had um, they stopped when the music stopped they sat down and they spent a couple minutes reading a book and then rating it and one of the questions on the sheet that they had was what genre is the book and so many kids were putting up their hands that I had to remove that thing because they were like, what genre is this book? And I was like, oh, what genre do you think it is? And they, it wasn't because they were being, that they weren't, you know, they were being lazy. That's what I first, initially thought, like, oh, they're just being lazy, but they weren't. They were afraid to give me the wrong answer. And I have to keep telling them, no, there's no wrong answer. Like, if you think it's funny, if you think it's a horror, whatever you think it is. But anyway, back to this one. Uh, I told them to give it a rating. Read the blurb. Give the blurb a reading. Read uh, the first page. Get someone to read the first page out loud to the group if somebody's comfortable with that. Or pass it around and get them to read the first line, uh, even. Give that a rating. And then just, you know, discuss for a minute, not long. What do you think that 
you know, what do you think it's about? Do you think it's something you would read, etc.? Then I yell out, switch, switch them up, and they switch their books up. Um, they get a different book, and then once every table has had all six books, so that takes about 18 to 20 minutes, roughly, I then uh, tell everybody to stop, and I say, okay, this is the scenario. You now have an idea of all six books, a rough idea. But first impressions are very important. Um, we're all going to pretend that you've been given money to go to a bookshop and buy a book for a friend. You have three minutes to do the so. You're in a huge rush. <clears throat> you walk in, uh, and for whatever reason, in the uh, in the section that's for your age group, there's only these six books available. You have to choose one book to uh, to buy. <clears throat> Which book is it and why? I give them another two minutes, three minutes maybe, at the table. So that we've taken up about 25 minutes roughly of the lesson. So we have an hour-long lesson, so we're very lucky. So I spend about 10 minutes at the beginning of that, that lesson. They can just wander around the library getting books. Not just wander around, but like looking for new books. I'm talking about books, and then we're doing a little bit of silent reading, 10, 15 minutes. 25 minutes for this activity, so we're hitting about 40 minutes. We've got about 20 minutes left. It's it's pretty pretty still pretty good timing-wise. Then I yell out, time's up, uh, and then I just ask if there's a table that wants to go first. They have to present which book they have purchased. We bought, we would have bought this book because, boom, go around the table, and I've been making notes um, about which books have been the most popular and luckily they've all been really popular our six books this year for our book award I'm so excited for because they are really really cool um, we've got uh, some amazing ones so we've got Hazel Hill's going to win this one by Maggie Horn which is completely amazing about a girl who uh, her and her friends experience uh, harassment via text from a boy <clears throat> and they, they tell their head teacher the principal and they're not believed and they're even punished because they're accused of spreading lies etc and they decide to fight back against it uh and it's based on maggie's some some sort of uh some aspect of uh, her, her their real life experience in school and pretty awful stuff that happens but it, i would easily give it to a 11 year old it's so accessible you uh you can't go wrong with that book is really good and it's unfortunately very realistic in that, and what I mean is that stuff I'm sure is happening in schools and the boy is the reason why they don't believe them is because the boy is like uh, the golden child you know football star uh, teacher's pet in school pretty good student and liked by everybody but outside of school behind the scenes not so nice a person um, and that stuff happens uh, so that is unfortunately Maggie is uh, yeah, in uh, North America we're going to really try to um, do a virtual visit with her uh, if we can because it is a really really cool book then we've got Fight Back by A.M. Dasu which has been just recently up for a big award in the U.S. and deservedly so uh, really another horribly tragic uh, incident in the novel where a girl who goes to a, a pop concert, K-pop concert with her friends. The concert is attacked by a terrorist. 
and which is completely devastating, of course. But the other kind of ripple effect um, after the, after this event is that she starts in her family and other people start to experience um, racist, Islamophobic uh, actions and people from people in her community. And she decides to take a stand against it, that she's not like that. And, uh, you know, of course, she's not a terrorist. It's absolutely absurd. And um, this idea that uh, this is, of course, based on um, real events after the Ariane Grande concert and the rise of Islamophobic uh, incidents and actions uh, after that concert were <clears throat> were extremely high. So... That is a book that is, in my in my opinion, very important, and a book that represents um, the experiences, unfortunately, of many um, Muslim students in schools in the UK, uh, and I'm sure elsewhere, but the UK especially. And um, I'm glad that it's in the library, and I'm glad I've been promoting it uh, heavily. <laughs> um, then we've got uh, the Book of Secrets by Alex Dunn which I've been reading from in library lessons, and it's been uh, absolutely amazing uh, to read to, uh, to the students from that book uh, recently um, because it's got a connection to another book that I've been talking about, and um, I want to say, oh, if you like this book, you should read this book. And I've been reading from The Book of Secrets, which has some truly terrifying uh, creatures <laughs> um, uh, from Irish uh, mythology, Irish folklore, which... Uh, as a, someone from Nova Scotia, I kind of find uh, fascinating. I think we have somewhat, maybe not similar, but there are similar type of stories I remember hearing. And there's a big connection, of course, Nova Scotia and, and Ireland and Nova Scotia and Scotland and Newfoundland and Ireland and, um, and uh, Newfoundland and like parts of the UK as well, uh, parts of other parts of the UK, I should say. And uh, so it's the UK and... Uh, and Nova Scotia and uh, Newfoundland and all these places and Prince Edward Island and all the Atlantic Canadian places that I'm from have a big connection to all these places that um, and some of these stories uh, kind of ring familiar in, in some ways and it's uh, if you enjoy I mean it is truly creepy these creatures come from this other world this kind of like Feywild world which for me is really cool and fascinating because I'm a huge obviously Dungeons and Dragons fan and that is a big part of D&D &D world um, so and they kidnap these kids and these other and their siblings have to go and rescue them and they have to work it out there's riddles and all sorts of um, different things they have to work out in order to uh, in order to save them and, and these two uh, two kids who don't get along have to kind of put their differences aside to go and uh, rescue their siblings which is it's a really cool book and um uh, it's just beautifully told, so I've been reading from it to the students. And then we've got The uh, Rules for Vampires uh, by Ali Fawkes, uh, Ghosts Bite Back, uh, which is uh, equally parts uh, hilarious and spooky, scary, creepy, and beautifully illustrated. Um, and the writing is just completely stunning, so... Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I've been reading from that one as well, reading the first chapter of that one to students. And um, when uh, Alex Fox visited, it was a huge event. The Year 7s went absolutely out of their minds with excitement. And I think uh, Alex signed books for for about an hour after the event, and uh, it was great. And, yeah, a really amazing novel. So that's another one. Then we've got uh, When I See Blue by Lily Bailey, who we were also lucky to have visit. And 
uh, but a boy who's suffering from OCD, and Lily was able to talk about um, having OCD and uh, um, being dyspraxic, uh, which I'm also dyspraxic, dyspraxic, I can't even say it, dyspraxic, uh, so I found that fascinating that she also um, uh, had the same struggles. Uh, dyspraxic for me uh, presents itself in ways where my handwriting is very poor, I'm very clumsy, I have a very, very hard time um, my handwriting is very inconsistent. Uh, I always get paranoid that people think I'm, I'm forging things or something. I don't know why, but whenever I do like uh, passports and stuff, because sometimes I can write neat and sometimes I can't do it at all. Uh, I sometimes can't sign into my computer at work because my wrists and uh, my fingers just decide not to work. And I have a very complicated passport and uh, a pass passport password, and I simply can't do it. It takes me a very long time, which is kind of embarrassing, actually, when you can't log into your own computer. You get locked out of stuff a lot because um, I simply can't do the lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase. I can't get my brain to make my fingers do it. Um, and being, uh, it's basically, it's a lot of things for many different people. That's, that's it for me. I can't speak for anyone else, but that's how it kind of presents itself for me. I know there's other things. Um, but anyway, it was great to talk to Lily, have her visit, and the students absolutely loved her. Uh, another stellar book. And then we also have Fear Ground by Jennifer Killick, which is the one I kind of tie into Book of Secrets because it is, again, really, really creepy. Uh, it's creepy, more carnivalesque creepy. Also, there's some gross-out humor. And, gross-out, sorry, gross-out humor and gross-out scares in Fear Ground. But I always tell the students because... Um, they're like, oh, Fear Ground is, uh, it's got clowns, of course, and it's got an app where they're, you know, people are dying using this app where they're trying to scare each other and things like that. It's an amazing book. And I always tell, tell them, oh, if you're, if you're enjoying Fear Ground, you have to read the Book of Secrets because it's got some truly creepy characters. And Rules for Vampires has some really cool, creepy characters. So there's some great tie-ins and there's some six great books that, uh, have, all have, um, characters and authors who've had different experiences in life and that's the goal really is just to expose these kinds of books to the to the students so i'm super excited for for march and it's really fun to see the students present on the one which one would they buy so it's really cool to see that um then the next activity uh it's very similar in a way but we have a house reading challenge so all students are in one of four houses, which are named after different prominent uh, UK uh, people, and each student has the ability to write a book review online. So we're trying to save paper. We have paper ones available. Um, anytime they finish a book online or at home in, or in the library, it can be any book, it can be a magazine, it can be a manga, comic, series, whatever. Whenever they finish a book, they can write a review. They can do it on Frog, which is our um, like our virtual learning environment, um, and they can uh, submit those online or submit them in in person. They give it a rating, the name. We give prizes to students who who write the most. They can't just write it's good. They can write that, but I always encourage them to write a little bit more. Um, when I'm looking at working with students who. Uh, who, like me, would have hated the, the the handwriting aspect of it as a kid. I used to get detentions in school for my handwriting. I used to, I'm not a I'm not 98 years old, but I did have to write lines on a chalkboard about my handwriting, which was even more uh, terrifying. But anyway, this is not my uh, my I hated school podcast. That's not, that's my other podcast. Um, 
how much I hate school. But uh, I would have loved to have done a, an online one if, if if online existed when I was in school, but sadly it did not. Um, so that's an indication of how old I am. But uh, you, they can do both, so that is a huge um, uh, plus for me because I know there's students who struggle with handwriting and just writing in general, and I don't, uh, you know, that's absolutely fine. So if a student is struggling that way, I, I sit around, I'm going around the room, and uh, I'm discussing all these reviews with them. And they're all entered into a database. I have an amazing colleague who's very helpfully has put them into a, a database, not the full review, but the student's name and the, the book that they've reviewed and how many stars they gave it, etc. Um, and I always tag authors when I get like a really cool review. Um, one in general was a, a year eight girl who said that Cynthia Murphy's book, Win, Lose, Kill, Die, made her heart beat faster than a piece of classical music. Uh, and I thought that was an amazing thing. I loved it. Um, loved to see that or hear that and read that, I should say. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, so that's what we do. They write a book review, they have to, and they can write more than one. They take 10 minutes, not even that. Um, I give them some pretty, some pretty uh, flexible time to do that. Then, so they're in their tables, the same tables, uh, where they're they're in uh, their little groups. Then I say, okay, we're going to stop now, and you're going to imagine you're not sitting at tables. You're all standing in a hot air balloon, and it's soaring majestically over the sea. So we've got maybe eight hot air balloons soaring majestically over the sea or mountains or whatever. Um, and then I say, you are carrying uh, nothing other than the books that you've just reviewed. You have You have those actual books. So if a student's written three reviews, they've got three books in their hands. And then I say, then tragedy has struck. The hot air balloon is sinking, and you are going to crash into the mountains uh, or into the sea. The only way to save yourself, and then and when I get this, sometimes students put up their hands and say, can we just throw, you know, Mark overboard or whatever, some student in their table, and then they, they get into some sort of, like, thing. But I, I put stop that pretty quickly. I was like, no, you cannot throw each other out. You must do even, something even worse. You have to throw your books out. And I said, you can only save one book. Which book is it? Now, to decide, they must. The, each student gets 30 seconds to pitch their book to their table, defend it. Why should their book be the book that is saved? And then they vote. <clears throat> and I am going around listening. The other t the English teachers going around listening, and they're doing this. It's very... It gets loud because they get some of them get very very passionate, but that's absolutely fine. Um, <clears throat> I give them maybe three or four minutes to do that, then I stop it. I say, okay, everyone's had their time to pitch. You've heard all the evidence. Now you're going to make the final decision in case there's some group struggling. So we did have a group who um, a couple of them wanted to save the Book of Secrets, by Alex Dunn, and a couple of them wanted to have. Um, uh, when I see blue, which it doesn't, ha it didn't have to be the uh, the book award books. It just happened to be, and that could, they can write a review for any book. Uh, these two just happened to be, and they couldn't decide, so they they just all mutually agreed they were going to crash, which I didn't expect. So they said, we're just going to we're just going to crash into the mountains, sir. Uh, we cannot decide, but if they do decide <clears throat> that they are going to save one book, they the student whose book was victorious and saved, 
uh, gets to present on that very briefly. You know, they don't have to, but to say that, or another person can say, we chose this book uh, because. And maybe so-and-so presented on it very well, you know, debated very well. It's all about their persuasion skills, their debate skills, but also how passionate they are about these books. And I, I'm really enjoying seeing the books that have been being saved, <laughs> um, the books that are, are being championed, and they're books where we've had like The Bird Singers, um, The Rules for Vampires, Book of Secrets, uh, Fight Back, all the book award books, plus some other great books, some um, comic books, so um, uh, fairy tale manga, um, the, the Rebound uh, book by Kwame Alexander, uh, what else? Witch Hat, which is an amazing uh, manga. Uh, all kinds of different genres and styles and and uh, st and uh, different mediums. So, um, absolutely thrilled with that to see that. And those, so those are two activities. And the third activity, I'll quickly talk about. I haven't done it yet. I have done it in the past, but we're going to make zines. And I have talked about zines. And hopefully, this isn't too. Um, hopefully this isn't condescending, but a zine is essentially short for magazine. And to make them in the library, or how we do it, you simply fold the piece of paper over and make a little booklet. It's very simple and fun and easy. And what's going to happen is the students are going to make a zine individually on a topic that they are passionate about. And it can be anything. They've, in the past, we've had how to survive zombie you know, attacks, which is a popular one. Some students have done like how to do a good... Um, how to make a podcast, how to do this and that, how to make a you know, YouTube channel, anything they want, which I love. It's very freeing. Also, maybe that some students will need some guidance. They can incorporate writing if they'd rather, or mainly pictures if they'd want to. Now, the catch this year is that these zines are going to be cataloged and put in the library to borrow for other students. And I'm, I'll discuss this zine project in more detail in a future podcast, but um, I'm super excited. I'm going to be cataloging the process of it. I'm taking photos and and um, discussing it with students and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I am really excited about that because I have a whole section. I'm going to have a whole section just for the zines. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to be super cool if the students get to see their zines on display that other students can borrow. Uh, that is it for today's uh, podcast. So. Um, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, you can uh, reach me at Twitter, on Twitter, at Lucas J. Maxwell. Uh, email me, lucasmaxwell at hotmail.com if you have any questions. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, bye.